Hey, this is Chuck, and you are listening to Fans with Bands, the podcast where we talk to the fans and the bands they dig about life, music, and whatever the hell else we want to talk about. Today on Fans with Bands, we're talking to Among These Ashes. Check it out. See what I'm saying? It's <laughs> quite sexy. Yeah. Hey, this is Chuck, and uh, I want—I wanted to say Metalwani because I just did an interview with uh, Michael Romeo. But no, this is for fans with bands. So this is Chuck with fans with bands, and I am talking to Joe, Hiran, and Richard from Among These Ashes. How are you guys doing? Great, man. Awesome. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thank you guys for being on. And I've got Joel. How you doing, Joel? Doing all right. Excellent, excellent. Well, thank you guys so much for um, wanting to be on Fans with Bands. I really appreciate it. And I've been digging the the album that you released. The um, gosh, I'm blanking out on the name. Oh, Domin- Dominion Enthroned. Um, fantastic stuff. Really hard, aggressive, like chunky riffs. Kind of reminded me a little bit of like a cross between. Um, I was thinking of like Iced Earth, and that may be because of jp's vocals um but uh iced earth and uh touches of nevermore and then you've got that um uh yeah it's hard to quantify like so i'm wondering like how did the band get started how did you guys get together um so you know we were talking beforehand uh, (laughs) about the whole country southern Mm -hmm. rock thing that i do so i had finished up that album and i was like man i really need to to do this metal thing because that's really where my roots are. Yeah. And so after I got done with that, I started getting serious about pulling these songs together and I had them kind of, I don't know, I want to say about 35% written and oh. then, then completed them, you know, and, and the story, the, the concept was originally going to be a, a zombie apocalypse story. And then I started to think about how cliche that was and overdone <laughs> that was. So I changed my mind and this, uh, you know, pandemic gave me plenty of inspiration with respect yeah. to the storyline. So I started to pull that together and I was talking to to Joe. I'm like, what if I got Matt Barlow to sing on this? How much do you think that would be? And Joe's like, a lot. <laughs> How about? <laughs> yeah, so then Joe's like, well, you should talk to JP, you know, from Traveler if you heard any of his stuff. And, and I actually had, and I'm like, yeah, sounds great. So I reached out to JP. Um, just a awesome guy to work with, yeah. you know, and his, his vocal chops are absolutely outstanding, which, you know, is, is very well represented, I think on the album as well. And uh, he took that and, and what, what I had written and, and made it like absolutely amazing. <laughs> so, you know, as we had gotten done, we had recorded it. I'm like, man, I, I'm like, I thought this was just going to be a studio project, but I'm like, so into this now that I really want to play live. So Joe was like, hell yeah, I'll do it. And then Joe's like, I think Heron will do it. Heron will do it too. And Heron's like, fuck yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. He's, in, uh, he's in 85 bands. What's the right? Yeah, why not? Right. <laughs> and then, you know, we had all got together and we got our pictures done. And then, you know, a couple of days after we got our pictures done, Kyle's like, I'll join. <laughs> so now we got to get more pictures. But so that's cool. We got a drummer. Drummer so. timing. That's the awesome. that's the long story. About yeah, that. I mean, it, it, I mean, it almost goes back to like 2005 too. So Richard and I, I was in a downtime between my uh, my my fucking uh, tunnel vision van band I was in for years. Uh, 
And um, I answered an ad for a vocalist for his band at the time. They didn't have a name or anything. Went out there and um, kind of jammed with them for a little while. I did some shitty vocals because I'm not much of a singer. And uh, <laughs> after, their, after their guitar player left, I picked up a guitar and started playing along with one of the songs that, you know, just by ear. And Richard's like, well, fuck, what? you're way better at guitar. You should play guitar. And, um, you know, we kind of started there with that. I mean, yeah. there's a few riffs from that 2005 thing that yeah. kind of made it to this record too. And the whole time, you know, Richard was, you know, doing the right thing. He was playing acoustic and country and getting paid to play while we were sitting there fucking being miserable, barely, <laughs> fucking, you know, getting, we're paying to go fucking play. Right. Right. And, uh, you know, but I, the whole time I'm like, dude, you need to, you need to play metal, man. You need to get this shit out, get this shit out. And, you know, I could just yeah. see him going, well, yeah, I make three, $400 a night to play. Why don't I get <laughs> fucking paid three, $400 to go play? <laughs> and now here he is. <laughs> yeah. The lure of metal is too much. Take my money. Right? <laughs> well, I remember I was, I was riding, Joe and I were going fucking bike riding. We we're going to hit a trail and he pops in some of his stuff and I was like, this is sweet. And I'm like, yeah. And I think he was talking about, yeah, like Richard's never played live with like a metal band. And I was like, well, I'm like, if he ever wants to do it live, like I'd definitely like love to learn this stuff live and be like a part of the live band. So cool. that's kind of how that connection was made because of Joe. And yeah, here we are. If you awesome. had told me like a year and a half ago that I would be playing in a band with Huron, I'd be like, you're fucking crazy. There's no <laughs> way that's ever going to happen. <laughs> like, so pinch me. <laughs> <laughs> so just to make sure, I, like I know what what everyone's playing. So obviously Huron's playing guitar. Well, I shouldn't say obviously. I I learned that he had played drums shittily at some point in time, but he plays uh, really good now. <laughs> he is a really good drummer now. <laughs> uh, all right. So I'm Trying sorry to, to bash on you, dude. Oh um, no. I was... <laughs> there, there's there's actually another project where he'll be playing drums in, but that's coming down the line. Oh, holy crap. <laughs> Uh, but Joey, are you playing bass on this? I'm playing bass on this one. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yep. I've been, I've been wanting to play bass since my, uh, stint in nocturnal fear. Um, I always consider myself more of a bass player than a guitar player. So, and I have a good bass player, so I had to play guitar in my band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And, uh, so you got Kyle on drums and then, yes. um, JP is doing just vocals, right? Just vocals. Yeah. Yeah. And then Richard, you're playing guitar as well. Yep. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Um, so related to the the whole album, like what was the songwriting process like for you? Did you like, because you said you mentioned you had like 35% basically and then um, crafted the rest of it from there. Did you go into that as, as just you being the primary songwriter and pulling all that together and then using JP to help flesh out um, the lyrical content or... Um, did you enlist these guys at all as you were doing the recording? Uh, the recording was just JP and I, and you know, at that point the album had been, uh, fully written and, you know, on the songs, he, he brought his flair in and, yeah. and his talents on it and added a lot of different incredible nuances, you know, that I wouldn't have thought of like, for example, Dominion and Throne, you would get those, those screams layered yeah. into the, into the vocals, you know? So I didn't think of that. He did. I, and I think that that's amazing. It just gives this cool, aggressive, haunting dimension to it. Oh yeah. Uh, There's, you know, yeah. I was curious. It, it, I mean, it, does he do all the vocals or are there parts? Cause it sounds like there's some where I could swore it was like two different people. 
It's all him except for on the song Memento Mori. I harmonized him. I did a low harmony on that one. Oh, wow. Cool. So um, Very cool. But then, I, I mean, yeah, I, the songwriting, I mean, I, I did it. And that's, I, I, we were talking about that beforehand. Like, mm-hmm. that that's the allure of music to me. I, I really like that aspect of it. And I like putting stuff together. Yeah. And with respect to songwriting, I would say, for the most part, to me, it's come up with really cool riffs. Uh, or that I think are cool. I don't know if anybody else does. I hope they do, you know, They're awesome. uh, and, and then uh, work in parts that are going to, you know, be something to sing over, you know, each, each part to me is, uh, it's got a distinct, it's not riff salad is what I'm trying yeah. to say. Yeah. So it, it's, it's got a cool main riff. There's a riff that someone can sing over. That's still cool too. And then in the choruses, there's a lot of space for the vocals to soar and that's, it's a little bit formulaic, but I don't give a shit. Uh, that's, that's my <laughs> approach to it. And that's how I want it to be. Yeah. Um, and, and that's how I, you know, pretty much going to go forward. And that's how I make my songs. And then another really important aspect to my approach to songwriting is uh, write it, put it on the shelf, come back to it later. If it sucks, rewrite it. If it's still cool. <laughs> cool with it. <laughs> right. So, right. Uh, yeah, Richard's just, he's like, like John Schaefer, you know, he's, he's, he doesn't play well with others. Um, I learned that early on. So when you go to write a song with Richard, it's a fucking miserable experience <laughs> because he's, he's got this mind and he's got this yeah. vision and, and that vision is, is, is gotta, it's gotta go forward. Otherwise it's stalling out. And, and it, it, I learned as, as we kind of, hung out over the years it's like the vision is actually really fucking good and i just got to step back and let them do it and uh i wish i would learned it back in the old fan days of the week when i'm probably probably still had this out earlier but um, but that's why with this whole project it's been like i could just sit out play these awesome fucking riffs and just make sure there's a band there to fucking support his ass yeah no (laughs) that's yeah that's fucking awesome i mean we were Uh, just talking earlier he's already got the next album fucking written for the most part oh well i mean that (laughs) That's where I was gonna ask. I mean, this this just came out, so I'm not anticipating like new recorded material. But it sounds like you've got the pieces together to do some shows. Um, what's the plan? Are you looking to summer? Is there any kind of uh, things lined up? I think we kind of hit on it uh, a couple of days ago. Like uh, we originally we weren't going to do uh, a CD with this. We're just going to digital only. Mm-hmm. But so many people were bugging me directly and here on directly that we were just forwarding them straight to Richard. He's like, all right, God damn it. I'll put a fucking CD out. I don't want to have a thousand of these sitting around the house, but fuck. And I'm like, yeah. well, if we're going to do that. We might as well just fucking uh, make the first show, the CD release. And oh, I think cool. that's what's going to happen. And so we're probably looking in probably early summer, late spring. Um, nice. JP has a tour coming up with Traveler. Yep. Um, so he'll be gone almost all of April and beginning of May or is it April? I can't remember. Okay. One of the two, he's going to be gone as usual. JP's good. And uh, when he comes back, we're going to put him to work and great. Same time. We're trying to finish the finale shit. So I'm trying to see if we can at least tie them all together potentially, but I doubt yeah. it. Um, at the very least, I know Nethergate, uh, Kyle's other band, phenomenal yep. band. If anybody hasn't heard them, needs to check them out. They're going to be releasing something here pretty soon too. So. Oh, awesome probably going to be this big you know dual slash triple cd release party shindig so that's the plan and then we go from there if we get any offers we'll we'll you know 
That see if we can awesome. do it. We'll, we'll work around everybody's schedules because right now it's pretty insane. <laughs> it's just starting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so. you know, I, you know, summer and spring and all that, or spring summer kind of creeps around. That's where all the shows start yeah. happening. And yeah, stuff, so. it gets crazy. Um, it, yeah, it gets hard to like get venues. It gets hard to get like anything because if you're in well as you guys are in multiple, <laughs> multiple bands it gets yeah. fucking really hard yeah you know? yeah and uh just one other scheduling thing you may need to work around is my schedule because um i am going to be like traveling in may so if if june works out i'm just saying oh shit yeah I mean, that's just <laughs> but shit. i'm the least important cog in the wheel <laughs> yeah we fuck man we need the pictures <laughs> and the review man <laughs> need yeah. you to tell us we suck <laughs> no i'm you know from based on the recorded material i have no doubt that it'll be fucking awesome live it'll be um, fun thank yeah. you so much very cool it'll be fun. i cannot fucking wait to be back on stage with jp i've played with him in shadow self and a few other bands and he's just fucking him and i just click in a band setting live it's 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 gonna be good shit in fact i fucked up you were talking about the the vocal layers and i fucked up and did some of them at the last practice and now they're expected so (laughs) (laughs) it sounded pretty sweet so i I get to do i get to do a lot of the high-pitched screechy shit (laughs) oh awesome yeah so excellent yeah so uh you know fans with bands just isn't about me rattling on and asking questions uh so mike joel do you guys got any questions for these guys and if you don't, it's cool. I'll just keep going. Mike's about to shut his yeah. camera off. I was just, I was just trying to get a, I was trying to get a hold of Joe because uh, he wasn't answering his phone to see if I could borrow a snowblower. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I called it. <laughs> yeah, man, just put gas in it. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, I'll be there in about thirty-five minutes. So. <laughs> Good Wait, show, guys. I'll see you later. Joe, your, <laughs> Joe, your comment about Richard's writing style sounds a lot like JP ten years ago. Yeah, it is, and it's 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 cool because JP's changed now, man. He's, he's so easy oh. to work with. It's it's awesome. So that's when you know we were mentioning who we needed to get into the project, and I mentioned yeah. JP because I know JP could take Richard's ideas and just push him to that next level, which he, he fucking did. So. Um, yeah, very, very proud of what both these guys have, have accomplished on this record. The, the screams, uh, Richard mentioned, like he started yeah. doing that relatively recently, mm-hmm. and oh my god, <laughs> I can't, I just, yeah, he, I've known JP and Joe for like 15 years, and like oh, cool. seeing, seeing them side by side, but also separate, and um, yeah, JP is amongst my favorite singers awesome yeah 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 he definitely kicks ass on this album for sure that was originally in finality (laughs) yeah that's what i I learned that last time um because uh that was my first experience with with jp is listening to the you know among these ashes and i was thinking holy crap this guy man he's got that really good um kind of a there's a gritty quality to his vocals which i think gives you that amplified power um, but he's eight, like those, I wasn't sure if that was him doing the screams. So yeah, it's good to yeah, know because <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, that adds another accent level, I think, and intensity to some of those tunes, right? Because without that, you just got, uh, not that his vocals are, are not stellar in there, but that just adds that accent that I think the, you know, um, 
that it needs. Yeah, so. the, he's got that Worldane attitude and grit is is what I've always linked to as, you know. Yeah, that's a great yeah. yes. Worldane from yeah. Sanctuary and thinking of Sanctuary, not uh Nevermore because mm-hmm. yes. Cuz he changed his style in Nevermore. He mm-hmm. you know, lost a little bit of the highs. Yeah. Um um, it is cool. JP started the opposite. He started in that low baritone, and that's where he uh, wanted to be. And I kept trying to push him, push him, push him to go. You know, under the he got those highs. Oh my yeah, god! <laughs> when he started, uh, if you haven't checked out his other band, uh, his old band, Borrowed Time, and you can hear that go from that baritone to the higher stuff. And then when he came into Traveler, it just kind of went above and beyond. It's it's cool to hear his progression as a vocalist because it's and it's only getting better, which is insane. Well. <laughs> And, you know, when I was thinking of Iced Earth, I mean, I was really thinking of, um, uh, gosh, what's his name? Uh, Matt, Matt Ripper. Barlow. Ripper. Ripper. Yep. Yeah, yeah Ripper, when he was doing, was it Glorious? Um, Burden. Yeah, Glorious Burden. Yep. Um, I was thinking of that album, yeah. listening to this album. Um, so nice. Ripper and, nice. The, and a little bit of Stu Block, too. You know, oh, yeah. Because Stu's got that thing where he can go really low and then go whoo, up through the ceiling so yeah oh yeah those sweeps um, are great <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's fantastic uh so um question for you guys if you could go like uh on a uh, like a musical pilgrimage um where would you go like what would you want to go see i mean and this could be like you just want to visit some place that you know one of your idols uh grew up in or a state a particular stage that means a lot to you um, what would what would be your musical pilgrimage? Where would you go? Uh, let's start with Richard. I would go to the 1991 or 90 show at Moscow when Metallica was playing. Fuck. He <laughs> <laughs> <You> fucking won. <laughs> <laughs> the other one, and this was kind of cool. So I just I could just go on forever on this. I'm just gonna go with two though. Okay. The other one I would love I would love to go back in time to when I saw In Flames for the first time at Harpo's. Go see that again, because I was like 18 years old, and I would awesome. love to like be there again and witness that, because it was a great show. Which, uh, what album was that? Was that Colony? Uh, I think it was Reroute to Remain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that would have been later. Okay, yeah. I So just a side note, as far as Harpo's, which is, you know, a legendary venue for some, seeing so many awesome things, but I saw At the Gates there. <laughs> With with this section, and that was oh, fucking nice, awesome. nice. <laughs> That's fucking sweet. Yeah. That I might would... make me actually go to Harpo's. <laughs> <laughs> and I would like to go back when Richard you said I'd like to go back to that show. That's a show I'd like to go back to. That and seeing Pantera at the Ritz in Roseville. Yeah, yeah, it's sick. Yeah, so. that's awesome. Uh, they started Kira, doing wrestling, so that's oh wild no wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for me, well, so I guess when you said like pick an area, um, and I, I've played in this area before, but I really love the New Orleans metal scene. I've always oh. loved so many bands that have come out of that scene. Yeah. Like, so, you know, just being able to kind of witness to go back and witness like some of those bands that came out of there, like Crowbar and Down and, you yeah. know, Go Horror and Acid Bath and all that shit, like. I think yeah. that'd be so cool to, to, you know, to witness that and just see that during that time because they were kind of doing something pretty different from a lot of what other bands are doing around that time. And so, for sure. um, and I guess for like to witness a concert would be 
to see like Pantera back and vulgar display of power like that first hitting, you know, and yeah. just being able to witness that, like, you know, obviously with the whole 30 year anniversary that I just seen them talk about it and shit, it just got me all like yeah. pumped up about that album again. Cause it's just such a fucking ferocious album. And especially that the time period it came in. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. You know? So yeah. I would just, I would just love to, you know, I never got to see him until later, you know, I'm glad I at least got to see him, but yeah. to see him in that era would have been amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and that was a that was an interesting time period because you know grunge was still going, and and then here comes Pantera, and you're like, wow, all right, yeah, metal still lives. So fuck yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe, how about you? Well, Richard already beat my fucking the Metallica one. (laughs) That would have been it. Um, I I do have the In Flames one topped. I did uh, sleep in my car and go see In Flames, their first ever American show at Milwaukee Metal Fest. Oh, awesome! Whole reason I went. Um, but if I had to pick one off the top of my head right now, it would be, um, I'd love to go back again to 2001, I think it was, and watch Sabotage again at the Emerald Theater, because that was still one of my favorite fucking shows ever. They were just oh, so good. Or see the uh, Vakken show they did, the uh, co-headlining with TSO. That just, yeah. to this day, I'll watch that and just still in Florida, but anything like if i could just go back and see sabotage in any era yeah I would, I would, yeah I would was when did chris oliva pass away was chris passed 90s, away right? what was that oh right, 90s, really. yeah 92 okay. 93 because i think 94 is when they got Petrelli. yeah it would have been after uh edge of thorns yep. before okay in full of rain yep, yep. so yeah. but yeah oh yeah. Seeing them with Chris would have been insane. Too. Oh, I know. Yeah, that's that's um, something I wish I had I had done because I um, I was a, you know I got into them during uh, Hall of the Mountain King mm-hmm. um, and just loved that album. And for some reason I don't know why, but I never saw them live. So that's too bad. Yeah, I got lucky with that. We were just yeah. just hit the fans the fandom right at the right time, and then Poets of Madman came out, and that we didn't know it was gonna be the last tour, but um, right. then it was just a killer show. The guy they had, Damon Genera, used uh, vocals for that uh, for half of it, um, knocked it out of the park, and he wasn't even you know he didn't really even like the band, and he was out there just killing it. And that's just how good the band was, you know. Right. Right. <laughs> so, um, Mike, how about you? What, where would you be your uh, pilgrimage? Uh, I would go back in time to when Joe asked me to join his band and I would have joined the first time so our record <laughs> would be done. <laughs> so when and I was yeah. and, and my second one is I would go I would go forward in time to our record release party so our record would be done. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, oh man. <laughs> Uh, oh, Mike, <laughs> just kicking him right in the balls. Right <laughs> in the balls. <laughs> you can't have Mike on here without some fucking, you know, some shit talking. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's, that's two oh, hilarious man. zingers. Those are, both of those are funny. <laughs> uh, Joel, how about you, man? Um, Honestly, it's one that I have already been at and that was a concert that i went to in 2010 uh in san diego at a place called brick by brick it was a band called the accident the accident experiment and um it's marcos curiel of pod yeah who is my favorite guitar player and a friend of mine and um 
it's it was his side project. They started um, with a guy named Pete Stewart, who was in a band called Grandma Train. Is back in that band mm-hmm. um, from I think they're from Seattle. Um, they're part of that grunge. And um, yeah, but this this the accident experiment was like Led Zeppelin meets Pink Floyd meets Tool. <laughs> No huh. shit. Um, crazy. Nice. Does, yeah. Do they have any? Are they have recordings available or anything? You can yeah. Um, they have an EP that's on streaming. Their their album is called United We Fear. You can find a, the whole thing on YouTube. Cool. Um, but it's not on streaming. I gotta <laughs> see if there's any way for yeah. that to happen. I gotta check that out because that sounds really. There's cool. um, hmm. their drummer. His name is um Ernie Longoria. He's he's in a band called Sprung Monkey. Um, which got big because of uh, I think awesome name, dude, uh, a movie from like the '90s, the early 2000s. They had a song, and uh, so the the original bass player and drummer were in that band. Um, you know, just a bunch of random elements, and then they came together and played this awesome prog, whatever you want to call it. It's uh, to this day that that album, I I can go back and listen to it and just remember everything about that time period awesome. <laughs> you know that's awesome yeah excellent and that that you had me at running a train on a grandma what <laughs> <laughs> just throw that in there i mean just like grandma train i'm like okay yeah, well. that was, i don't know i don't even to this day i don't know what that means or anything either oh but, oh i do <laughs> i think jeremy's gonna call in Lord. Like, uh um, <laughs> they were a Christian rock band, apparently. Even better. Yeah. Now it definitely means yes. what I think yeah. it means. Yeah, they, they um they actually wrote the uh, theme for the Seattle Sounders recently, or like ten years ago. Oh, so wow, yeah, cool. He's uh, um, Pete's a fairly uh, successful musician in his <laughs> in his own. Got a few Grammys for producing and stuff. Nice. Yeah, Very he good. actually does it right. Uh, so we've got Shannon has joined us. Shannon, can you hear us? Shannon. Yeah, just a moment. Oh, he thinks we're at work. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm on a Zoom call. Oh, are you at work, Shannon? (laughs) Maybe he is. I don't know. Right. A, I'm sorry. I'm trying to use Zoom for the first time on my phone instead of my computer. So, oh yeah, no worries, <laughs> no worries. Uh, so, Shannon, we were talking about like uh, uh, basically musical pilgrimage, like a place you'd like to go or a concert you you wish you'd seen or you would like to see <laughs> some place you want to go to um, that means a lot to you from a musical perspective. So, what would yours be? Uh, well, I have spent my whole life going to shows and, you know, I love the fact that some of the shows that I went to were, were memorable. Mm-hmm. I mean, seeing the cranberries in Italy. Oh, oh wow. Holy crap. Uh, you know, I, I saw Soundgarden's last show in Detroit. Yeah. You know, which was tragic, you know, yeah. to, to hear yeah. what had happened, you know, just hours after, you know, we were there. Yeah. I'm still bummed and, out uh, about that because Chris Cornell, man, that dude, fucking A, super good. So, 
But uh, first, so- I'm trying to find my way of increasing the so I can hear properly on here. So my apologies for not being. Yeah, no worries, man. I, I kind of put you right on the spot because you joined and I'm like, here, I'm, here's a fucking question for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Shannon, I'll, I'll bounce oh, there back we to go. you. Now, now I can hear everything. There All you right, go. cool. Awesome. So is there one place you'd like to go back to? I mean, so you've been to a bunch of shows, but is there one place you haven't been like Red Rocks or I don't know, the Ryman? Good one. Uh, you know, I've been the Red Rocks. I saw a flock of seagulls there back God in 1990. Oh, shit. <laughs> 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 Fucking A. I mean, you know, I saw the Who in 82. I mean, no I'm shit. looking maybe seeing the Who here. I'm an old, you know, I'm, I'm a old, old too, guy. dude. I'm old too, but I've not been to fucking Red Rocks, and I've not been, and and I've never seen the Who. I, although we did see Roger Daltrey, so yeah, I saw them on their on their first farewell tour. Oh, nice! <laughs> you know, yeah. and then you know, I saw a lot of shows. I I saw the Scorpions wide worldwide live. Oh, so I was at the show in Cologne that was recorded on the album. Oh wow! Holy crap! Oh shit! Wow. Yeah. So and that's kind of cool that you know I saw the Scorpions there. I also saw you two up there in Cologne. Wow. So I you know, went to a bunch of festivals while I was there and younger. So Shannon, I was curious, like um clearly you've traveled all over. Like is that for work or just you Well yeah, music? that was for work because I was in the military. So all right, course, cool. I, I work with Rich. All right. So, awesome. You know, I, I was planning on dialing in to support him. Nice. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I've never been a big sports guy. I've never been a big, you know, I had a lot of hobbies or anything, but something that's been solid in my life year after year after year is that I love music and going to concerts. And, you know, this whole COVID thing really killed yeah. me because but, we couldn't go to shows. I know. Put I'm the going to on it. tomorrow, right? Oh, awesome. Awesome. Fantastic. Jeremy sighting. I haven't seen Jeremy in years. Right? Yeah. So careful, he might disappear for years again. <laughs> so Jeremy, how about you, man? What's what's your uh um give us the story of like so how do you know these guys? And then also like <laughs> um <laughs> uh what's your musical pilgrimage? Hey, how's it going everybody? Good. So I actually met Rich Clark way back in probably two thousand three through a Craigslist ad. I had just started playing bass a few years ago. Uh, a few years prior to yeah. that, and, and I started jamming with Rich and Dave. What was Dave's last Heath. name, Rich? Dave Henry. Oh, Henry, Henry. That was one of the candies. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to clarify, though, the ad was looking for big-boned uh, <laughs> white boy or something like that. <laughs> what the hell? Somehow it turned into music. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got me and Jeremy off it, so... <laughs> Yeah, it was like 30 seconds after I posted it, I got an email from both of these guys. <laughs> That's awesome. I was the only one that could deliver on the big phone. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I met Rich, and uh, at the time, that was an unnamed thrash band. Rich had a bunch of songs written. I believe maybe a riff or two has survived into the... Mm-hmm. Among These Ashes project. Nice. And then shortly thereafter, Joe joined that band. 
And uh, we had a pretty good thing going on there, I thought, for a while. And being young and stubborn, people didn't get along or whatever happened, and that kind of drifted apart. So I've been in and out of bands with Joe and Rich uh, since then. Cool. And yeah, that's how I met those guys. Worked with Rich for a while at Rich's place and lived with Joe yep. for a little bit at one point there, 2007 or eight. Yep. So I've been all over the place. Awesome. Yeah, uh, Jeremy was in Finality. So Mike replaced Jeremy and I replaced Jeremy in this band. So. <laughs> 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 it's one yeah. one big fucking gangbang. <laughs> <laughs> so Jeremy, what's your uh, musical pilgrimage? Where would you like to go, or see, or do? Where would I? Yeah, I, I missed the question. I oh, wasn't on. So can yeah. You... So it, basically, like a a pilgrimage as far as your music. So it could be you want to go to a certain uh, venue. You maybe want to go uh, like back in time and see a certain show or go forward and see a particular show that you'd really like to be interested in or um you know go to a music store like down in nashville that's you know that what was that one carter's i think it's guitar i can't remember they got you know guitars that are thirty six thousand dollars or whatever oh grooms guitars is that what it is <laughs> yep. yeah fuck. yeah fuck that place <laughs> 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 and and there's Mike. So, <laughs> geez, I'd say two things come into mind for sure. The first, uh, I'm primarily a bass player in the bands. I I noodle around with the guitar a little bit, mm -hmm. and I think maybe I got one riff on Joe's project or something. But <laughs> primarily a bass player, so I would love to travel back in time and see like a Master of Puppets puppets era oh. Cliff Burton Metallica show. Yes. That would be awesome. And uh, I kind of grew up listening to punk music before metal. So uh, early 80s Misfits show would, oh, would be yeah, on that list too. Badass. That would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I missed the boat on Metallica because I got into them, um, you know, when um, Kill Em All came out. But they played in Detroit like way back. And I never went to any of their shows until um, – master of puppets when they opened for ozzy um, but then they were on a big stage and like fuck you know i could have saw them at you know but you saw them there <laughs> i mean fuck like, i was happy about it but i'm just yeah. saying, could it, could it's awesome it? yeah yeah so uh so another question i've got and this is probably for well i mean anybody that plays music but particularly for you guys do you have a pre-show ritual something you like just have to do um before you get out on stage um Joe. Everybody's got to get the fuck away from me. <laughs> um, honestly, like for like the, like in a seriously, like five, 10 minutes before we go on, I need to be in my own world. Cause I turn into someone different up there. Like, I don't know what it is, but if I can't like get that switch turn, then nothing goes right up on stage. So I just try to get away from everybody, get into my own head to get out of my own head. I guess that's the way it goes. So <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, on how about you? I just uh, go all hands in and go, whoa, car! And then I go on stage. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> there, really, there really is no ritual. Like, I just, I, I warm up on guitar and I just kind of, just get in my own, you know, just, just kind of, yeah. not so much focus, but I'm just, you know, just getting in the mood of getting ready. But yep. there's really no, like, I mean... Like that's pretty much it. We just like in battle cross, I just yell, we just yell cock at each other. Is, all right, ready? 
Yeah, let's do that. Joe, something's broken. Shit. Or that. Go! <laughs> help! <laughs> help! You still have yeah. plug, you gotta the, plug uh, the guitar cover. in. Yeah. yeah. The cock cover. The cock yes. cover. Yeah. <laughs> oh Lord. Uh Richard, how you know, are you? It's funny, you oh, know. Go ahead, it's in. You were saying that uh a pilgrimage. So there's actually two things I've wanted to do at some point in, in life, and that's the, the the dropkick Murphys in Boston. Oh yeah. But they're playing here like tomorrow, aren't they? <laughs> they are. I'm, I'll be there tomorrow and I love their Detroit shows because I mean they're yeah, you know, they're adopted in Detroit is as an Irish band. Yeah. But um also you know for the last 20 or 30 years, I've been friends with uh, the band Aska, the lead singer there. And oh. you may or may not have heard of them, uh-uh. but they did a U.S. show tour uh, quite a few years back. And they do a number, number of festivals in the U.S. and things. And I'm friends and have been friends with the lead singer for a number of years, just keeping in contact. I had him over in my house for Thanksgiving. Awesome. A long, long, long time ago when they were doing the U.S.O. tour. That's fantastic. So, they, they nice. play down in Texas, and I'd I'd love to go down to Texas and just check them out. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, that's awesome. Uh oh, Richard, how about you? What was your hey. pre-show? Uh, great questions, by the way. These are all really awesome. Um, <laughs> I haven't, so I haven't experienced it live in a, a metal band setting like this. Oh, we're gonna break in then. My oh, only boy. real thing is just making sure that I'm warmed up because you know. I play way differently when I'm not warmed up than I am when I am warmed up. And then, yeah. uh, but I mean, I, I play a couple of times a month acoustically and the only, I guess, ritual I have is uh, absolute nut about making sure that my sound is balanced and clear. So nice. that's the only other thing. So, nice. but yeah, great, uh, really nice question. So Rich is about to learn the hard way that uh, you're going to get there and you're going to have to get up on stage within five minutes and you're not going to have monitors. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, that's man. a good show yeah. <laughs> oh yeah oh my god yeah that's well i can't hear myself keep going <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know how you guys do it sometimes because you know, there's some places some venues you know they do a pretty decent job with the the house sound um but there for every one of those places there's like three or four that don't where you've just got like you're just going off of your, yep. you can hope you can hear the drum and um, maybe you can hear your own guitar. Maybe. To this day, I think that's why Jeremy's quit these bands so many times. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this. <laughs> I can't hear myself. God damn it. I get lost in the mix anyway. Cause I'm a bass player. Yeah. It's rough. Yeah. <laughs> He's not even, pl- not even plugged in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, so I was wondering about, um, like, we started to talk about this a little bit before we got started, but what is it about metal music for, for everyone here? Because we're, we're probably all metal fans. Um, what is it about that that genre that speaks to you, that, that you feel that that's the core of why you're into music? I mean, I'm sure we all are into different styles of, you know, because we're, you know, there's all kinds of great music. It doesn't have to be metal, but I think, and I'm, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think most of us in our hearts, that's where we go to. We go to metal first and then we go to other stuff. Um, so Richard, how about you? Uh, for me, like it's the musicality of it. Like 
when you, you think about music and you're not being specific to any kind of genre, yeah. uh, I mean, the complexity of metal music and all the different elements that you can bring into it and the fact that there are no boundaries a lot of the time, uh, that's what attracts me to it. And just the, the aggression and the heaviness that comes with it. Yeah. 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 Cool. Uh, Huron, how about you? I think for me, I mean, just, I, you know, as a kid, I was always drawn to weird shit anyway, like horror movies and all <laughs> yeah. that shit. So I think it just came kind of came naturally. It was like, you would see like for me growing up with MTV and seeing music videos and just seeing like bands doing weird shit with that, that initially kind of drew me to it, but it was also like it, like Richard was saying, the aggression of the music and like yeah. just the attitude behind it for me, especially like whether, whether it is technical or not, if there's some sort of attitude or grit to it, like I, I, fucking get really attracted to that part of the music you know and so yeah just like just and i just went heavier you know like it, yeah. i just as soon as i discovered one band that just opened the doors to go down that path what's more aggressive than this holy shit that's oh my god you know so yeah. that's that's what it is for me it's just the attitude and aggression to it yeah well i think you hit on a good point there as far as like variety so within mm -hmm. metal you can yes. you can hit a huge spectrum of stuff yep. and it's all metal but it's like and it may not you know parts of it may not be for you but there's a big spectrum in there i think that's 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 a key point too yeah absolutely yeah. i think joe and i were talking about that not too long ago just like the spectrum of it and like yeah. how you can go from just one i don't know it's just like it can have all sorts of genres or just one specific but it just it's such a like you said it's such a broad spectrum of it that it's just it's crazy like yeah. just how it, it can still fall within that realm and still be so different from yeah. other kinds of metal yep, yep exactly for sure uh, joe how about you um i i think it's what has kept me out of prison or the death penalty <laughs> honestly <laughs> um <laughs> i mean i wasn't I would have been a serial killer. I can guarantee it. Uh, this is, it's been my only way of expressing myself for a long time. Um, it's the only way I get shit off my chest. Cause I, even, you know, I've yeah. been in therapy, I've been med, I've been everything, but nothing actually works except for that. And that's why I think I keep going right back to it. And what draws me to it is again, the variety, but how well it can speak to you. You know, mm -hmm. you can, you can have, you know, lyrics that mean one thing to one person means something completely different to another person. Yeah. And it's all what, how you interpret it and, and how it fits into your head and what sticks with you. And then you can have stuff about the serial killer stuff that I was about to yeah. pull off high school and middle school and <laughs> elementary. <laughs> and you, you could have been on a, uh, Oh shit. Now I'm liking out on that band from Milwaukee. Um, Shoot. They were on uh, Berserker. All their music is about serial killers. Um, shit. Oh, um, uh, 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 shit. We were talking about Macabre? Yes. Macabre, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. It. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Joel, how about you? Uh, musicality, um, definitely. Lyricism. I mean, Ronnie James Dio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, hell yeah! That man created an entire genre just with his words, mm -hmm. um, and um, more than anything, especially for like the last twenty years, the community. Um, yeah, the local scene uh, yes. is you know 
it, it's yeah. one of the best things I've ever been a part of. Yeah. I was, I was thinking of that when Joe was talking about, um, you know, spe uh, spectrum. Yeah. yeah. Serial killers too, but like, <laughs> <laughs> the, the community, the, the welcoming. So when you talk about like, um, you may have some kind of something that, you know, um, I don't want to say you're imbalanced, but you know, um, something that makes you a little bit different, right? Yeah. Don't fit into the mainstream. There's a way in the metal community to feel welcomed. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. I've always felt that I felt like every time I go to a show, um, even, cause I'm typically, I mean, I, I may seem like I'm more extroverted. I'm really an introverted person. Um, and it can be hard for me to talk to folks, but when you go to a metal show, everybody's just listening to the music and then you turn to somebody and like, they're like, fuck yeah. And like, everybody gets around that and you feel um, that community. So yeah, definitely. I, I'm, sure. I'm very much uh, an introvert myself. And I mean, I, like I've seen you at probably hundreds of shows and like, <laughs> um, yeah, from now, I, now that I know yeah, me. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be striking up conversations right. in the future. There you go. There you go. Cool. I think it's kind of all of us, too. I don't think, you know, yeah. if you're all in a room with a bunch of different people, we're not really saying much. But you put us right. in a room with one person has a fucking Metallica shirt on, the floodgates <laughs> oh, open. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, Hell yeah. all right, we got to connect. Boom, we can talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you go off on the rabbit hole because then you, you're scratching down like, oh, what was that band? What was this band? Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I'm divorced because there's, you know, my wife's like, well, you can talk to them, but you can't talk to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she just needed to be more into metal. <laughs> right. She was originally, and then she got out of it. Now. Oh, see, that's the and, thing. Yep, you you can't get out. If you leave metal, you're out. Yep. Yeah. Get the curb. Get Where's the fuck you out. Last mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, Lord. Uh, Jeremy, how about you? What What is it about? Uh, metal music that attracts you oh probably the same thing here and said i i would almost say genetic predisposition because <laughs> i don't think it's normal but i remember being like five and six years old and hearing like beach boys and rem and just hating it like yes. i don't think a five-year-old <laughs> but i just i just always hated pop music and then i started hearing like you know early metal yeah for me was Ozzy Metallica yeah. stuff that was heavier, like Motley Crue, mm -hmm. which I wouldn't necessarily consider metal, but like harder music that you'd hear on the radio. Yeah. And I just always gravitated towards that stuff. And then probably junior high, I had a friend that started getting me into like cannibal corpse and stuff like that. And uh, I would say just, yeah, kind of genetic predisposition. And then for me, anything that was aggressive, like I, I always got into heavy stuff, aggressive stuff for sure. Yeah. Like an outlet for, being a wound up kid. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Mike, how about you? We got you in there. What is it about metal music? Uh, I've answered this question seriously twice, so I'm not going to answer it seriously. This <laughs> <Yes. time. laughs> Jer Jeremy quit. So Joe called me again. <laughs> I'm sensing a pattern. That, that's that, his reason. That, oh. uh, chicks and dope. <laughs> things. And that came from me watching Motley Crue videos, too. So yeah. one day it's going to happen. There's, there's no chicks in our metal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No fucking shit. 
<laughs> you got to remember, he was a battle cross, so he knows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he knows it's kinda, I, if they are, they I'm, see. I'm the opposite of Joe. So, so kind of going back to the last question, I, I'm uh, when I'm getting ready to play is probably when I'm the most social uh, with people at shows. So I've got to go and find people to talk to, find the seven guys in the crowd and bullshit with them before I get on stage and play, because I still get the butterflies and the nerves even after all these years. And that's my way of working those out is just to kind of try and find some heads to, to focus on while you're playing. Cause otherwise oh. I'm just focused on what I'm doing, right. what everybody else around me is doing. Um, but it's like everybody else says, I mean, it's a, it's a tremendous outlet, uh, particularly if you're the kind of person that does have uh, that nervous disposition. And, mm -hmm. and these guys know uh, Joe and here know this, you know, my son, um, he's a very shy kid. He's an introverted kid. Uh, but when I take him to a metal show, since he's been little, um, he goes maniac and he opens wide open uh, yeah. to people and it's, it's his release. And it doesn't matter if it's five guys in yep. the crowd at the, at the place down the street, or if I take him to pine knob or something, you know, right. he's, he's got the same outlook. So it helps him kind of get out of his bubble. And, um, so I think that's a, that's a big part of it. It's a big part of the scene. It's a big part of what we're a part of, yep. um, whether you're in it every day or whether you're in and out of it yep. uh, over time. Um, it's always very welcoming. And that's what's, that's what I think is the, is the most critical. And that's why there's some other like sub genres where it's very clicky. Mm -hmm. And, you know, yes. if you're not part of the crew, then you're, you're on the outside. And yeah. what we do doesn't tend to be that way. Yeah. Metal and, has and its elitist, but oh, for sure, there's tends yeah, to deal but with them. those guys. <laughs> those guys can fuck right. Exactly. <laughs> I like him. I haven't met him. I like him. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is supposed to be fun, right? I mean, Absolutely. we take what we do seriously, but when you're doing it, you're supposed to be having fun. And if you're a miserable prick, you know whether you're watching a band or playing for somebody or whatever. And fuck off. I, I'd rather watch somebody have a good time in their own way or, or be in a group of people that's having a good time uh, celebrating what we do than be around a bunch of elitist pricks. So, I mean, right. it, it's it, it's it's a very crowd controlled situation for the most part. Yeah. Right. You can tell when you're in a room with a bunch of fucking snobs and those are the rooms that I'll just say yeah. fuck off and I'll leave. Yeah. You know, that's the other but that's the other good part about it is the shows are cheap. So if you go, <laughs> right, you can leave. <laughs> go. This is not for me. See ya. Fuck yeah. off. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Awesome. Uh, let's see, uh, Shannon. How about you? Yeah. So you know, I have never been musically inclined. All right. So I've never played an instrument, but mm -hmm. I love the energy of shows. I mean. I took some, a couple of friends to a show. I don't remember where it was at, but it was all metal bands. Right. Yeah. And you had a Mon Marth up there with the Viking ship. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it was just killer. I mean, yeah. I, I love the whole thing about, you know, watching the band and feeling the energy. So, and that's, that's the thing is that metal shows, there's lots of energy. I mean, I know it's cooling back in time as well, but you know, I started out with like Sabbath and, ACDC and you know some of the precursors of what we have today 
Yeah. Sh- so. uh, Shannon, it sounds like you're, you're my age. Cause that's where I started my, the f- first album, um, like heavy album I bought was Sabotage by Black Sabbath. Yes. It's one of my favorite albums. Love yeah. Album. That, dude, that fucking, fucking you know, love that album. hole in the sky. Dude. <laughs> It's just a symptom of the universe. Like, yeah. it's fucking so aggressive. Yep. And like, there's that live video they put out, and it just fucking, they are just so on fire with that album. I yeah. love that album. Yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah. My most favorable Sabbath album was We Sold Our Soul to Rock and Roll. Oh, nice. The double. <laughs> you know, I, I have to say, my, this might be a good question to go around the horn, too. Do it. Um, yes. Is favorite. So I'm going to, I'll start. Um, it's volume four. Um, to me, that album is, you know, uh, super not, and you know, there's uh, St. Vitus dance and it, I, I just think that album is, is the quintessential album. Uh, I would go the next album, you know, as far as Sabbath is when you switch the deal deal and get mob rules. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Country girl. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. Well, and, uh, is it, uh, falling off the edge of the world? Is that on that one? Or is that the next the, one? Uh, I think that was for my rules. Yeah. 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 I don't know the order. Yeah. I don't know. Well, that's right. When Ozzy left, right? Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there was a big fallout. Yeah. <laughs> so I almost saw Ozzy when he first left Sabbath. Oh. Back in, what was it, 82? Oh, yeah. But I, the- I had a falling out with a friend of mine. So for Blizzard he gave my Oz? ticket away. Yep. Yeah, oh, I, man, so awesome. I saw that show too at Pine Knob uh, uh, awesome. with uh, with uh, Randy. This is when um, Def Leppard was uh, was awesome, you know, because they had yep, High and Dry. Yep. They were opening up, and we were like, Whoa. "It was awesome." So, uh, so let's do that question. Um, what is the greatest uh, Sabbath album for everyone, uh, Jeremy? He's like, and I hope to God everyone's a. Uh, a, 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 a um, just unmute myself here. So I'm I'm probably boring and cliche, but I really like Paranoid. Uh, I know right it's one out. of the more well-known ones, but yeah. a lot of my favorite songs on there. Yeah. No. And as as a tangent, which is not Sabbath, but Mr. Crowley is like one of my favorite songs oh, of all yeah. time. Fuck so. yeah, Mr. Crowley. Fuck yeah. Such a good song. Yeah. That's probably the first yeah. time I ever heard Ozzy. Was <laughs> that song? Nice. That's a great song. Yeah, yeah it's a good opener. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So Joel, how about you? Sabbath. Um, toss up between Mob Rules and Heaven and Hell. Nice. Heaven cool. and Hell is a fantastic album as well. Fuck yeah. I love Dio. Uh, <laughs> to yeah, me, like me uh, Long Live Rock and Roll is a perfect album. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, yeah, we could go off on Dio too because <laughs> you know, we get into Rainbow and we get into Elf and shit. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh. Let's see, uh, Shannon. Oh, we got Shannon. Mike. Uh, the We Sold Our Soul for Rock and Roll compilation. Yep. Which was the first one that I ever got. And uh, it still remains my favorite. I know it's the greatest hits, but. It's awesome. Um, I have that spending, somewhere. Spending like a year and a half, you know, learning those riffs in my bedroom. And because <laughs> that's what we did, right? Yeah. We had like cassette tapes to learn from. You'd go get the greatest hits compilation, or you'd go get um any like random compilation. You just you'd always find all the treasures on there. And that led you to buying the real albums later yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, which for the most part 
would tell you why there was a greatest hits because a lot of those songs were subpar. <laughs> 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 no, that's my favorite Sabbath album still to this day. Awesome. Uh, I got the box set. Nice. <laughs> I invested in the CD. <laughs> uh, Richard. Uh, Headless Cross. Oh, wow. I fucking Damn. love so, that album. Wow. So wait a minute. That, now that's, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Tony Martin. Martin. Yeah, Tony yeah. Martin. That, was that the only album? He's on the, uh, the new Star One album, and it's an incredible song yeah. with uh, Roy Khan of Camelot. And yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, he was on. He was on a couple. I think he was on four. He was on uh, Tear, um, Eternal Idol, and then I think there was uh, Forbidden Cross. I think was the other one. Yeah. But I like. Uh, I really like Headless Cross because it's got that fucking '80s sound that yeah. I love. Yeah. And uh, the songwriting is just really good, and he's an awesome vocalist. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I actually saw Sabbath on that tour. That was pretty good. It was it was different. I mean, because I don't think uh, Tony was totally on his game. I don't know if he was like nervous about being there or whatever, but he just didn't feel like he was he was into it. Um, but it was yeah, still cool. You can see that. Uh, Huron, how about you? Favorite Ozzy would probably be favorite Ozzy Sabbath would probably be Sabotage. Yeah, and then uh, favorite Dio is Heaven and Hell. Oh, nice, nice, very nice. Uh, and Joe? That'd be the first one, man. I remember hearing Iron Man as a kid and being drawn <laughs> to it. And then when I uh, got the tape and I fucking heard my song Black Sabbath for the first time, that yeah. just floored me. Like, I've never heard anything like that still to this day. Like, it yeah. just, it was the first time where I actually listened to a song uh, or a piece of music that you visualized in your head. And, oh yeah, and, yeah, and that that I think is what maybe make the connection that I'm I'm here to stay. And <laughs> then later when Typo did the cover oh, of it, yeah. Jesus oh, Christ, that, so cover, that cover's so good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, awesome. Yeah, I want to make special note on uh, Technical Ecstasy. Yes, I think I mean, that I picked that album up at a garage sale. It's like one of the more, I guess, less heard of Sabbath albums. Yeah, but that album is so cool. Yeah, there's, there's, you know, it's, it's, that's one of those albums that sort of hit or miss as far as like, um, trying to think of like, so, uh, Priest, Screaming for Vengeance, great album, but there's some, there's a couple duds on there. Mm -hmm. And that's how technical ecstasy is for me. It's, there's, it's really great songs in there. Like, um, what's that one? Uh, fuck. Shit. I can't remember the, the track listing right now, but there's a couple songs on there. You're just like, eh. I don't know. I'd like to move past and get to the next tune. Um, as opposed to like for me, sabotage, when you put that on, you're just, you're letting that fucker run. Right. Mm -hmm. you're just, whoop, and you're enjoying the whole damn thing the whole way through. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to shoot myself sometimes for the albums I got rid of. I actually had a copy of Hellbent for leather by Judas priest. <laughs> so dude, um, right back there that I the bought album, the album held them for leather like oh yeah the, and they, they reissued it under something else I can't it, remember it's right back there I bought it when I was you know 17 it's still there it's <laughs> <laughs> awesome yeah uh, so uh, oh we gotta wait for here where'd you go uh, we've got old man bladders so uh, everybody's one of, uh, All right. one of uh, Joe and I's favorite album turns 10 years old this year Woods Five, Grace Guys. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh Can't nice. It's very Sabbath inspired shit. Um, love fucking Woods. Excellent. 
Well, well, guys, I appreciate having you guys on Fans with Bands so much. Uh, thank you so much for being on here. Okay. Um, I've got one last question. Um, it's a little controversial. Some of you know it, some of you don't, but we're going to do it anyway. And that is pineapple or no pineapple on pizza. Jeremy. So there's this local wood-fired place, and until years, until recently, I would say absolutely not. But they've got one with jalapenos and Canadian bacon and pineapple. Yeah. And on that one, absolutely yes. Yeah. So I, I'm straddling both sides. Of right. Awesome, Shannon. How about you? Pineapple. Why not? <laughs> Live dangerously, right? Yeah. Hell yeah. Is there? Nobody a, can shame me. Yeah. <laughs> you can <laughs> ask Rich. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Joel, how about you? I could take it or leave it, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm taking from that you would like not necessarily order it. It's but not if it's my on first there. choice, but if it's like the only thing on the pizza, I'll <laughs> tolerate it. <laughs> All right. All right. Mike, I know we've covered this before, but have you changed your mind? No, I am a I am one hundred percent absolutely opposed in fruit <laughs> on my pizza. I loathe it. <laughs> <laughs> Unless she's a good-looking girl, and then she can <laughs> sit wherever That's she good. wants. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Richard, how about you? I'm with Joel. I, same exact opinion. <laughs> <laughs> if it's on there, you're good. Otherwise, yeah. no. All right, cool, man. Uh, here on, have you changed your mind? It's. I mean, for the longest time, it was like a hell no. I, I fucking hated it. Uh, <laughs> Now I could, you know, it's fine, but I'll never, it's never a go-to topic. Yeah, me, never, never. goes. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, and Joe. The greatest thing about pizza is you can put pretty much anything on it and I'll fucking eat it. <laughs> <laughs> if it isn't, if unless it's curry, I won't go anywhere near that shit with a fucking 10-foot pole. <laughs> anything else. <laughs> anything else. I just don't like eating stuff that smells like a can of my ass. <laughs> I would oh. totally eat curry on pizza. <laughs> I was I was gonna say. I mean, it sounds sort of interesting, more interesting than pineapple, but whatever. Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, thanks again for being on. Yeah, thank Bands. you, dude. Yeah, it's great to talk yeah. with you. Thank you yeah, so man, much. Thanks for, for having us, man. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. guys. Good seeing you. Yeah. Thanks for dialing in, guys. Yeah. Thank Chuck. Thanks so much, man. Appreciate you doing that for us. Huge help. Yeah. Uh, hope to, hope to see you at a show real soon. Oh, for sure. All right. Thanks to Joe, Huron, Richard, Shannon, Tracy, Joe, Jeremy, and Mike for joining me on this episode of Fans of Bands. It was so good to get to talk with the guys from Among These Ashes about the new album, Dominion Enthroned. Fans of Iced Earth and Blind Guardian will definitely want to check out the slashing riffs and soaring vocals on this album. Get over to Among These Ashes' Bandcamp page and get a copy for yourself. See the show notes for all the details and links. These are tough times for everyone in the creative industries such as music. Your support of live streaming, purchasing music, and merchandise is critical. If you can help out your local artists, please do. If you are in the Michigan area, consider following the Playing in the Detroit Area Tonight Facebook page. It is a place for fans and bands to support each other and share our combined love of music. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast service to get each and every episode of Fans with Bands. Spread the word by rating the show and leaving a comment. We want to hear what you think. 
you can keep in touch by following us on social media. This is a Life in Michigan production. Until next time, be well and kick out the jams. <laughs>